We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. OT Dynasty Reanimator Series Episode 2. Sean, we're talking about our team that we have taken over, an orphan team in the FFPC Rotoviz Triflex League. We're going to go through some of the moves that we have not yet made, but attempted to make over the last week since taking over that team. We're going to also talk a little bit about another kind of, uh, I'm not going to say, Sean, we're inspirational, but we have got a few uh, notes back that people have been inspired by our show to take over some of these FFPC team so we might have a, a little nod to that as well and see some of the key players that will be on that roster but part two looking to dive into this and, and see where we go from here excited for this series and excited about the feedback we have got from the road of his overtime community this is the 9th of february i teased at the last episode this is also my birthday the 9th of february but sean it's not just my birthday it is also the day that the underdog offer for the big game comes into play and that is the easiest way to get in on the action is over at Underdog Fantasy for the big game. Underdog keeps it super simple with their easy-to-use website and app. They make it even easier with the special pick they have for the big game. Starting today, February 9th at 10 a.m. Eastern, you'll be able to make your special pick on Jalen Hurts higher or lower than 0.5 yards. He just needs one yard to go higher. My advice would be not to pick the lower option in this particular situation. Pair this with at least one other correct pick, max entry $20, and you can take home some cold, hard cash. Sign up today with code ROTOVIZ and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store. And must be 18 plus and present in the state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned about your play, call 1-800-522-4700 or visit ncpgambling.org. Sean, where are we going with the direction of today's show? Well, I assume that in post-production, all of that got cleaned up very nicely. And no one will know that originally you got the day of the week wrong and your birthday wrong. (laughs) But it was otherwise a very seamless move into the fantastic underdog read there. Wonderful. Obviously. We've been having we've been having a great time with Underdog. The previous contest, the Gauntlet, the Mitten, so much fun. Colin, I mentioned I think on the show last week that I do have one Mitten team remaining. It has 
Miles Sanders, and a bunch of Cincinnati Bengals. We did do the Super Bowl show yesterday, but is there any chance that we have now transitioned into parallel universe and it is Bengals, Eagles in the Super Bowl? Because that would be far better for my uh, mitten prospects. There is an alternative timeline that that is the case, Sean, but unfortunately in that alternative timeline, you also have only Chiefs players remaining with Miles Sanders. Oh, goodness. just worked out. That's the worst. That's the worst. (laughs) So that is unfortunate for Sean in both of those universes, but maybe out there somewhere he's heading in to win some of those best ball contests. But yeah, thanks again to Underdog for their support of the show. Sean, we are going to look through some trades and some opportunities that we have potentially looked at we talked recently on some of our shows and there's always going to be crossover with the ot shows but sam howell is a target for us we haven't been able to get that one across the line it's always about making it work for both parties as as you've mentioned on our monday show but where are some of the areas where we're looking to move at quarterback howell was a target we have kirk cousins he was somebody we were looking to move who are some of the other targets that we should be looking at here for this roster currently a team with Gardner Minshew to and Kirk Cousins. So we're looking forward to getting a lot of trade action in here. We had the show on Monday where we talked about a lot of the basic things that we like. And one of those elements is having the foundation quarterback. Hopefully for us, that can be Tua. He's someone that would also be a potential trade candidate. If you could get, an opposing manager who was very high on him, and especially if someone wanted the Tua Jalen Waddle package. Now, we like both of those guys, so we're not necessarily looking to move them. And especially with Tua, where the upside is so extreme, I would prefer to keep him on the roster. It, it feels like this is probably the lowest point of his value, you know, as it's going to be over the next 12 months. I think the closer we get to the season, his value will increase either way. It's probably not the time to be moving him if you were going to I, I have concerns around the long-term future of him playing in the nfl but i think moving him now is uh at the lowest point of his his value here i think we're going to see that uptick as the days tick down and if you're trying to, to balance kind of the upside and the safety then middle of next season would be a nice time to be looking to move him kirk cousins someone who is a perfect pick in a startup. And one of the reasons that we grabbed this team is that it was very well constructed. It had to, it had cousins and it has a lot of young players and a mix of guys who will score right away. This team did well last season. That's perfect for the startup. And cousins actually fits the template that we have of a potentially undervalued veteran QB. But then once we go into the second season and we're trying to create more overall depth to the roster and move some of the value into the future, start to create this perpetual money machine, at the various positions, but also with the draft picks, you got to move some guys. You can't do it by sitting still. Cousins, a player who in some ways could even be redundant to guys you pick up on the waiver wire as we go through the season and starting quarterbacks get injured. But he's someone who scores, and he's going to score again next season attached to Justin Jefferson as he is. For the second quarterback and potentially for the third quarterback, because one of the things this team doesn't have and would have in an ideal situation as you build forward would be to have, again, the star QB, the undervalued veteran QB, or just a just a guy who can get you some QB two points and then a developmental or a contingency-based QB where if you hit, he really blows up. So a couple of the guys that we might be looking at in this league would be Sam Howell, 
somebody we want more or less everywhere, and then maybe a Jordan Love. Now, Love doesn't have quite the fantasy profile that Howell could have, but Love's someone who has to be valued in a way that reflects the fact that he could be the starter next season, reflects the fact that, I mean, there are scenarios still where the Packers do bring Aaron Rodgers back, even though those don't feel particularly likely at this moment. Love could end up playing poorly enough that he's replaced in the short term. So one of the things that you have to look at with the QBs is both winning now, but also trying to grab someone who will be there for a stretch where you're not having to continually address the position. That's one of the reasons why I like Derek Carr last season. Now, Carr didn't actually pan out from a big scoring perspective, and the Raiders soured on him, and yet Carr is good enough, and he's in that age range where even once the Raiders soured on him, he's going to go somewhere else and be a starter, and that potentially exists for him to be a starter over a multi-year time period. Daniel Jones, Jerry Goff, also guys like that. Goff, I think, younger than maybe people realize. Daniel Jones, obviously, you have the risk of dropping into the backup role, but now that risk has passed, so you've you've hit on that one. He's not going to be available at the prices that we're looking for, but Howell, Jordan Love, some of those types of guys we might be able to get. And what you're hoping to do is to move Kirk Cousins, and because quarterbacks are so valuable, and a, a quarterback like Kirk Cousins, who's going to score until he's benched, is so valuable that if you move him and you take on risk at the QB position, you're hoping to be able to upgrade somewhere else or get picks back. Colin, what are some of the things that we're looking to do here? Yeah, so some of the players looking at them, the thing I think is most interesting at the moment, obviously we see it all the time at the running back position or the wide receiver position of you know pre-draft, pre-free agency, the questions are up there. What is this guy's value? I think it's a very interesting time based on the injuries and the players who you know were benched or you know different issues for different reasons, whether it was injury. But players like Geno Smith, for example, Zach Wilson, um, looking down through the list of some of the options you mentioned sam howell who i think is ascending in value slightly based on how the season finished but guys like a, a redder in there at this current moment in time uh Derek carr who you mentioned you know matthew stafford will he be back daniel jones where does he sit come this point of the season mac jones jared goff there's a lot of players where pre-draft post-draft you know even ryan Tannehill. there's big swings and in, in what the value could be in those guys when we're looking at those you mentioned jordan love as well he's obviously somebody who is obviously long term there's going to be value there but at the moment it is really hinged on if Aaron Rodgers is in green bay or not in green bay and again post draft or post rogers contract getting sorted out or what happens there that value is going to change quite dramatically as well are you looking to go and get guys who the value is potentially going to, to spike up does that affect it all that much for you you betting on talent what are you looking for when we're going in there with the players who are in very uncertain situations i'm more looking at the guys who are in the situation where it may not work out and buying them at that lower cost rather than trying to get the guys that everyone is, is thinking is going to to be making the move in the positive direction like a jordan love for example yeah so you mentioned in mac jones he's someone where the fantasy profile is not that good the play last season was not particularly good the receiving core that he has to work with is not particularly good. Now they're making so the it's like the Jared Goff profile entering into the, the Lions den. Yeah, the Lions, though, at least did have some potential weapons. Now, Jamison Williams didn't really play last season, so we didn't get to see that. 
I like Mac Jones because I think the overall talent is there. And so you're targeting him at a price that reflects that he could become that guy who is the QB two. He isn't going to be a difference maker in your starting lineup, but he can hold down a position maybe for a decade if he hits this year. And being able to hold down that position for a decade will be very valuable to you in the long run. Because again, we don't want to have to address this with pick after pick after pick. That's the best way to sort of cannibalize the draft value, the pick value that you have and that your roster represents. So if you can hit on someone who has a a weaker fantasy profile, even though you don't get the big time scoring, you can address that. And that player, as you mentioned, is likely to be a little bit cheaper than the trendy guys. And what I was going to say is uh, as well this year, I do think there is much more, I guess, less of a gap between the guys that you mentioned who could be on the ascension as a young player and the guys who could be that QB2 for your roster. I think the prices, based on how the season, we're probably going to mention this a lot, but based on how the season played out, I think a lot of that is much more condensed than it would be in previous years where you kind of have, you know, say four or five years ago, you have your Matt Ryan, for example, you have your Ryan Tannehill last year. You were talking about Derek Carr, for example. We've talked about Jared Goff. You have those guys who, seem to be in a tier above the guys who hadn't yet broke out or were kind of trying to make their way as a starting NFL quarterback that you could trust. It feels like this year you have the elite guys and then you have a bunch of all the other guys paired nearly together. Would you agree with that or disagree? I I think the, the fun part is that we get a lot of different profiles and that element of it allows you to pick and choose You have the high floor and the low ceiling. You have the high ceiling and the non-existent floor. That kind of be where we were looking with a Sam Howell. Maybe you could make that same argument for a Desmond Ritter. Probably doesn't have quite the same ceiling, but again, has no floor. And the prices that you get on those guys, I think, are going to be interesting. Whereas someone like a Daniel Jones, as long as he could start, you've got a little bit of a floor because of the rushing. Then you have a very high ceiling. We haven't really witnessed that ceiling fully yet, but if they add the players around him, obviously Jared Goff, you maybe say a little bit of a, a low floor, low ceiling, but if you hit, you have points. And so we want to spread our interest across those profiles and see what we can actually get done to try and deepen the bench while we create some upside. So Howell is the guy who is the most obvious here. And, and one of the things that where there's maybe a little bit of a disconnect is that dynasty managers, I think are going to be higher on Sam Howell than redraft managers. And that probably doesn't make sense. Now, the reason why that would be the case, the person who was stashing Sam Howell through last season is now very emotionally kind of tied up in that outcome. And they see the week 18 game and they hear the reports that the commanders are telling people that he's going to be the starter. And they're thinking, well, I waited through it. I burned a roster spot. I don't want to sell low because if I look back at this next year and he's a starting quarterback who is a low end QB one and then sets up to be that for a decade, then I feel extremely foolish or it's just a big missed opportunity. And you don't want to miss those opportunities in redraft right now. He's going in that 17 to 20 range, which doesn't make sense because the argument that you would have for continuing to stash or to not be willing to trade Sam Howell in dynasty is that he needs to hit this season, right? People always talk about, Oh, he's a fifth round pick and the fifth round picks are 
not going to hit that often. And they ignore the fact that number one, as Ben and I <laughs> profiled on a ceiling minutes recently, the late round quarterbacks actually hit very often, especially when you consider how difficult it is for them to get playing time. And then number two, the guys that do hit tend to have actually had pretty good profiles. Not all of them. Some of them really do come out of nowhere. You have like a Brock Purdy, for example, who you would not have expected that outcome from him. But when you're talking about Sam Howell, who, again, frankly, is going to have as good a profile as quarterbacks who look like they're going to be drafted in the top 10 picks of the 2023 draft, and you fall, and then you practice well, and you play well in the game, and you have a starting opportunity, and you're a rushing quarterback, I mean, the odds of that hitting are actually not low at all. But if it hits, and if it hits any time in the near future, it probably hits this year, which means that Sam Howell is a league winner in 2023 for that stash and dynasty to make sense and not to burn another year and then to go into a very uncertain situation where i mean he could always hit there could be a time period where the starter gets hurt he gets elevated you play but you're not going to be stashing sam howell especially in shallower leagues for the long term because he could hit in 2024 2025 2026 just sometime out there in the future he needs to hit now and so there's a disconnect in a likelihood between trade value in dynasty and redraft price so one of the things i'm actually re recommending is that you go just draft him in best ball that's where you're going to probably get the big win from it the drafters in that best ball league are not emotionally locked in to him in the way that the dynasty manager in your league is going to be locked in now having said that we want to go out and make some trade offers in common we did make an initial salvo we offered Michael Gallup, Isaiah Likely, and a 2024 third-round pick. And again, the third-round picks in this format do matter. This is not just a throw-in. We offered those three pieces for Sam Howe and Chigokonkwo. The counter that we got <laughs> was very, very aggressive. So Michael Gallup, one of these interesting players where if you don't have him on your roster, you probably look at him as being worth almost zero. If you take over a team that he's on, you immediately start telling yourself this story that, oh, I mean, Michael Gallup... Now that he's another year removed from his injury, he's got the cleanup surgeries that we just heard about. The Cowboys definitely need that wide receiver too. And they're going to be a little bit limited from a cap perspective on some of the things that they can do to get that. They really need Gallup to emerge next season. And so once you get a, team, a player on a team like this, naturally the story becomes much more optimistic than he would be if someone's trying to trade him to you. So you're like, well, let's float him in this and see what happens. There was not interest. The counter that we got was the two players we wanted plus Leonard Fournette and Leonard Fournette. Again, he's one of these guys where if you don't have him, basically you're saying he's worth zero. The Buccaneers are probably going to cut him. And then he probably goes somewhere else where Tom Brady isn't going to relentlessly dump the ball off to him to be a second or third string player who has more or less no fantasy value. So him being added onto this trade doesn't do a lot for us. And the players requested were DeAndre Hopkins, Rondell Moore, and a 2023-211. Again, the 211, pretty valuable. Rondell Moore, one of the reasons why we got the team. And then DeAndre Hopkins, someone who it looks like he'll be traded we would love to move Hopkins, but if you move Hopkins, you've got to get back something very real in return. Maybe Hopkins straight up for Sam Howell is something that would make sense. I think that you have to get Howell plus, because of this risk that Washington tells people, okay, Howell's the QB, 
but you want to be aware of those risks where they're telling people that. And then the first thing that they do when this offseason actually starts going is they add someone else and he's not the quarterback. And then you've given up DeAndre Hopkins for nothing. So you've got to balance the risk and the reward there. Again, the, the Howell owner is going to say, <laughs> you know, you, you've got to pay a, a realistic amount for this piece. DeAndre Hopkins, a 30 year old wide receiver who could go into a pretty bleak situation. Colin, what are your thoughts on what we offered, what we were countered with, and if there's anywhere to kind of go from here? Hey, what's up, listeners? It's Curtis Patrick from the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Podcast. And now that you've taken your fantasy game to the next level, it's time to take your sports viewing experience to the next level, too. Epson just hooked me up with this new Epic Vision Ultra LS800 laser projector, including their optional 120 inch Silver Flex screen. It's an absolute game changer. With an epic 120-inch picture, it's twice the size of an 85-inch TV. With a 4K Pro UHD picture this big, I can evaluate plays and prospect game film like never before. Even my kids are as pumped for game day as I am. Go check it out by visiting epson.com slash rotoviz. And like Epson says, bring the sportsbook experience home. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I, I think what we offered was pretty fair but you talked to it very well in terms of the expectations like if somebody is as high on Howell as we have been I think there's a big difference in people's expectations of what Sam Howell could be in the NFL and we're at the higher end of that and that's all always the thing depending on who your league mates are their expectation of an individual player can be very different you mentioned the Leonard Fournette part he's another player who divides opinion obviously a lot in uh, dynasty circles so I think from where we went to where the counter offer come back which as you mentioned was quite aggressive i do think that something that could potentially work would be hopkins for howell and uh Akonko potentially again Akonko, somebody who showed nice flashes throughout his season this year but again the long-term upside of that 
is very questionable. So I, I do think something like that would be fair, uh, Hopkins for Howell and Conco. Is that something that you would be thinking? I was going to, you asked the question as we were recording, that was something I was going to ask you for after. And the other part, Sean, in case I forget when we're talking about older wide receivers, we value DeAndre Hopkins much more than the next guy we're going to talk about. But he is potentially a Hall of Famer in five years' time, and that is AJ Green. Sean, there was some people wondering how you felt after AJ Green retired. I did say that I had thought that he retired multiple years ago. Colin, AJ Green had a big game in one of the recent weeks. So I mean he's 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 retiring. He had a, a big speed. catch, I think you mean. He had he had one big catch that went for a touchdown. Catch and run. And you got to give credit for the run. You got to run after the catch there. No, so AJ Green <laughs> retires. You're hoping that DeAndre Hopkins is able to stay healthier and have an impact deeper on into his career. If you have a Larry Fitzgerald like conclusion, if you can track on some of the things that Travis Kelsey has done, I mean, you could get five more years of serious production from DeAndre Hopkins. But one of the issues now, when you have a suspension, which raises some eyebrows, he then comes back and looks dominant, but gets injured again. His own team doesn't want him. Now there are going to be some salary reasons that come into play there, but we have a tricky, complicated, fascinating wide receiver market where Receivers are able to demand massive contract extensions. They're signing for huge numbers in free agency, and yet teams are looking for ways to divest themselves from players like a Keenan Allen, like a DeAndre Hopkins, who frankly are still kind of outplaying what the market is for their services. So that part is very, very interesting. DeAndre Hopkins, the guy where I do think that you're going to get a couple more big seasons. And so you wouldn't give him away, especially if your team is already set to win. We talk all the time about the perpetual reloading, but part of this is that you have to be patient and aggressive. So many of the things we talk about in fantasy football and you know in life in general, you've got to balance those two things. You've got to be patient and aggressive at the same time, and then consistently so throughout all of your endeavors. And that means you want to move these veteran players, but you're not going to take the first offer. One of the things that will rub people the wrong way in your league and will raise eyebrows and will be frustrating is when teams, they get to the point where they have to move guys. They have to rebuild their team because it just can't be competitive anymore. They're forced into a position where they move these veteran stars at a big discount. And then the young kind of power teams that, have plenty of resources to give a little something away and get that guy, they'll acquire a DeAndre Hopkins and they're that much more difficult to beat in the fantasy playoffs. We're kind of in the position where you don't have to acquire him. He was on the team when we got it, but you don't move him and give him away just because you want to perpetually reload and get young. A lot of times the best players to move to reload are the peak guys, not the older players, because we don't want to sell low on anybody to make this kind of move here would be to get rid of a player who could help us win this next season while we're building out our depth. So you wouldn't move a player just because he's old and just because you're trying to make trades, those two things don't have to force you onto that trade. So that'd probably be maybe the most actionable takeaway from today's show is that perpetual reloading doesn't mean selling low on veteran stars. And then when we move on, Sean, to somebody who isn't a, you know an agent veteran but at this point is a veteran as nfl career it is justin jefferson we've talked about him being kind of the key piece off this roster when we did take it over there has been some moves people trying to acquire him and we've kind of gone back to say that it, 
know we're very high on Justin Jefferson. We need to be a little bit more, but we did say that we were open to providing a counter. So we have given a counter. We're not going to share the counter on today's show. We'll save that for a next episode in case we continue these negotiations and we can get that deal done. We are holding some of the cards beside our chest, and we don't want to give them all away. But it, the latest offer was David Montgomery, Michael Pittman, and the 107 for Justin Jefferson. We have come back with a an offer, which I think is a a little bit aggressive, but I think it's also, you know, if you're looking to get Justin Jefferson, I think that's the kind of deal that has to be done. What I want to know from the listeners, Sean, is would you accept the deal? Would that be something that you would do? It's Justin Jefferson, you're getting your wide receiver in, and Pittman, you're getting the 107, and you're getting David Montgomery added in there as well. Let us know if you would be willing to do that or what would be some of the additions that you may look to get along with that. And Colin, this is a this is a good time to actually get our Rotovis rookie guide plug in. That'll be out very shortly. We're excited about it. We had the rookie rankings summit. And you look at that 107, which was offered in this particular trade, and you're thinking, well, it's not the 102, the 103, the 104. Obviously, it's not Bijan Robinson. And yet the top tier, and it's really Robinson and then the rest. Different managers are going to value the QBs differently depending on their own situation and actually where they do go as this draft process unfolds. But it's Robinson and then the rest, but that rest probably stretches through the 108. In addition to that, we may get other guys ascending into that tier as we go through the draft process. But the 107, I think, a very interesting pick. This is not kind of a a late first-round pick where maybe you're saying it's more like a second This is a meaningful thing to be in this trade. And so while we did decline it, and as you mentioned, we want to know what the listeners would do there. I like all three of those pieces. David Montgomery could sign somewhere that is actually better for his fantasy value. Michael Pittman, if they get a quarterback there in Indianapolis, could jump right back up to where he was last year, where he's going at the 2-3 turn. Now, we thought that was too high, but we also like Pittman. I mean, it's not someone that we're out on the big picture and then you get this first round pick so a very intriguing trade and one of those that is a a great conversation starter with the opposing manager when you throw those types of pieces in then people are going to talk with you about someone like a justin jefferson and the other part sean i was going to move on to is people often want to play against us against you against you and ben there is a chance for the listeners to to jump into some of these leagues over at the FFPC Takeover team. You mentioned that there is some teams available in the league that you drafted and have the team in with Ben. Are you uh, trying to tempt some uh, OT community members to to take you on this year? Well, certainly wouldn't mind that because number one, it's always a ton of fun to draft and trade and play with the listeners. Number two, it's great for us because you have a relationship with someone and it does grease the wheels a little bit for trades. You love to make trades. That part of it is fun. But yeah, just informationally, uh, if you are looking to do that, there are three teams available in this 750 league that Ben and I are participating in. All of them are discounted. Of the three, the most expensive is 550 all of them are really cool from the perspective of the, the pieces they have. One of them has Lawrence Pickett and multiple first round picks, including the 103. One of them is an Aaron Rodgers team, but has three first round picks. That part of it always makes it fun for this idea of a rebuild. That team also has 
some young players like Christian Watson, George Pickens, Chris Olave. You're talking about those three guys and three first-round picks for 449. That kind of is pretty crazy. Colin, you and I would be getting in that league if I weren't already. If we weren't done it. Yeah, I don't think I see a wide receiver core here, Sean, of uh, DK Metcalf, Deontay Johnson, Jacoby Myers, Devontae Smith, Bateman, Gallup, Redley, who's coming back this season at MVS with Devontae Adams. And obviously, Adams is aging, but that's quite the wide receiver core there. And it's also a team with Austin Eckler, (laughs) Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon, who is not our guy, but uh, J.K. Dalvin, too, may very well be our guy. So, some interesting teams in there that would highly recommend people jumping in you can check those out over at the ffpc you look at the dynasty leagues it'll give you an option for the open orphan teams as well those teams are discounted sean and it brings us to a segue to a a road of his overtime listener who sent in a league that they jumped in after listening to some of our dynasty shows when we were talking about the team that we were planning to take over taking it over and uh doing so so daniel sent it in sean i'm going to leave this up to you are we going to save this for a extra episode next week after the super bowl or are we going to jump into it today the reason i wanted to mention it i think we should tease it and save it for next week but it is a heavily discounted team it was in the 250 dollars dynasty Superflex format for the road of his triflex but uh it was purchased for 129 dollars, so half off the value pretty much almost a 50 percent discount but it is a team that has patrick mahomes Kyle Pitts, DeAndre Swift, it also has the 103, which gives a, a lot of options there. So when we're looking well, at Daniel some of these has already in, traded his pieces here for three first round picks of varying values in the future, which I'm jealous of this. And this is a great job. Take over the team, immediately make two blockbuster trades. As you mentioned, we'll dive into a little more depth in the future. But congratulations to Daniel for number one jumping in there and having fun with this and then number two right off the bat a couple blockbusters yeah straight away so uh we're going to dive into that in a little bit more detail and maybe uh i'll reach out to daniel see he may even have more trades done that we can review when we are doing some of our shows over the next couple of weeks i don't want to we get a lot of questions that come in sean i'm always trying to find the perfect time to fit them in and during the season obviously there's more of a time crunch no question has to be answered for that week's games but when it comes to the offseason we have more time to do the topics more time to work through them and i try and plan them out so we can give them as much time as as possible so if you have any questions any thoughts whether it's baseball dynasty redraft i know a lot of people won't be thinking about redraft right now but you know dynasty rookie stuff coming up the combine uh we get into the draft then any of that sort of stuff send it my way on twitter at overtime ireland or you can send over an email at rotavizradio at gmail.com or overtime ireland at gmail.com we'll get those we'll try and add as many to some of our upcoming shows thank you to everyone for tuning in today hopefully you have enjoyed today's show this is our third episode of the week hopefully you're going to look forward now and have a nice sunday watching the super bowl it's always a fun time here i know sometimes sean on our q a shows we talk about you know how we watch the games but it is a pretty late start here, usually you know eleven thirty or so, and you know I'll meet up with some friends. Should be a fun time, but it's always a late finish. It's going to be you know four or five a.m. when when things quieten down. But hopefully we get a high scoring game like we previewed in our preview show that came out on Tuesday. If you haven't checked that out, check it out before the game. But fun time, Sean. I'm going to wish you the best of luck to your Kansas City Chiefs, even though I predicted a Philadelphia Eagles win on our, our preview show. Yeah, we as we said just want this to be a really really cool game again you have that chance at underdog to make the jalen hurts pick 
I think it's going to be fantastic. And I, I love to think of you partying with your friends at four in the morning as you watch the Super Bowl. So good luck to you. Stay safe. Hopefully you've had a wonderful birthday today. And yeah, we'll be back next week talking about how Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are the Super Bowl champions. Yeah, let's see. Let's see what happens. Looking forward to it. Thanks for the birthday wishes. And we will be back with our recap show next week. That's likely to drop on Monday. But as I mentioned, depending on the finish time, it may be uh, a slightly later edition of Road of His OT, but we'll see what happens there. Stay tuned to find out. You can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland to find out all the information of when the shows come out. We'll post them up over there at all times, but also you can check out Sean's work up on rotaviz.com. Until we are back, have a good one. Thank you for listening to Overtime on Rotoviz Radio. Please rate and review the Rotoviz Radio podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can contact us via email at rotovizradio at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotoviz with a discount through the Rotoviz Radio homepage, rotoviz.com forward slash podcast.